From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor. This is FT News. Deutsche Bank has welcomed a big new shareholder, the mystery HNA from China. Well, here to reveal what we know about HNA and why they might have bought into Deutsche are Martin Arnold, our banking editor, and Don Wineland from our office in Hong Kong. Martin will go in a second to Don Wineland in Hong Kong to tell us a bit more about HNA. But I guess from Deutsche's point of view, it's always good to have an anchor investor. It certainly is. It's an interesting move. We hadn't foreseen this, but it's not entirely unexpected because the market is abuzz still with speculation that Deutsche will need to raise capital at some point. So often companies, when they're looking to raise capital, they will bring in a new investor who's been more supportive to that to perhaps replace some investors who are looking to get out. And their shares have rallied extremely strongly from the low points towards the latter half of last year when there was serious concerns about this fine that they were facing from the Department of Justice in the US for mis-selling mortgage securities. They've now resolved that. They paid a pretty high price for it, but that's out the way. The market is relieved. And this deal makes HNA the fourth biggest single investor in Deutsche, behind BlackRock, which owns just over 6%, and two investment vehicles that are part of the Qatari royal family and together own about 6.1% of the bank between them. So this puts HNA right up there in terms of the shareholder register. Now, HNA is not an asset management company. They're something of a conglomerate. They'll be little known to many in Europe and I suspect to many listeners. Don, you know a bit about them as much as many would locally in Asia because they're a company that's grown very fast from pretty unusual roots. Tell us the basics. Yeah, they've grown quite quickly, Patrick. They're probably the most aggressive Chinese buyer that most people in Europe or the United States have never come across. But, you know, they now own some of the largest software distribution companies in the world. They bought Ingram Micro last year for $6.5 billion. That automatically put them on the Forbes 500 list. They've done about $33 billion in M&A over the past two years. About half of that has been overseas. Another large deal that they did in the latter half of last year was they took over CIT or CIT Aviation based in Singapore. That was a $10 billion deal. Their roots are in aviation. They own Hainan Airlines. Um, That's kind of their flagship business. They have shares in over 10 airlines in China. They own airports globally. So they really have taken the global stage over the past two years, and it's not terribly surprising to see them buy into a bank in Europe. Just to be clear, a lot of the assets that they will have bought are maybe big, but they're relatively little known in certain parts of the world anyway. But I think I'm right in saying that they bought a 25% stake in Hilton Hotels, didn't they? That was maybe one of their landmark deals. Yes, they bought that from Blackstone late last year. And then I suppose the other thing that people tend to talk about with them is how obscure they are in terms of their own ownership, their own equity base, the extent to which leverage is used in the group for all of this expansion. How stable are they as shareholders in Deutsche Bank? Hmm, That's an interesting question. I mean, as a global acquirer of assets, I think they now have so many assets abroad that they don't have to rely on onshore financing for a lot of their deals. Right now, there's a clampdown on outbound transactions from China. 
that's put a lot of groups in a bind when it comes to getting financing onshore. But H&A and a handful of other Chinese groups have so many assets offshore that they're able to use offshore financing quite easily to buy into assets overseas. As a shareholder in one of the world's largest banks, I think it's really hard to say how stable they'll be as a shareholder. Okay, Don, you've shed a lot of light on what is otherwise a fairly murky situation here, but we'll watch it with interest, particularly as Martin says, with the prospect of a rights issue coming in the next few months. My thanks to Martin and Don for their thoughts on that story. This is an abridged version of the FT's Banking Weekly podcast, which you can download from ft.com slash podcasts.